The following is a Thunderbolt West Media Production. You better buckle up, everybody. Things are about to really get bad. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as surviving in these troubled times, creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I do my best to be a resource as you prepare to protect your family. In this show, I also talk about a wide variety of topics, everything from government corruption to chemtrails. I also feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving, so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studio, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations, WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, on 7490, WTWW, Lebanon, Tennessee, on 5085, and on WRMI, Radio Miami International, Okeechobee, Florida, on 5850. And this show airs on 89.3 FM, Key Radio, in Osage Beach, Missouri. This show is also available on demand as a podcast on Podpoint, Red Circle, Spreaker, Podbean, and Podomatic. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith, and I invite you to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. Well, today I'm going to be talking about world events primarily. I'm going to sneak in as much as I can as far as survival and some different tactics that we can use to get through all this mess, but it seems like that things are changing by the hour, and so as I record this program, it's several days before it's going to air, and hopefully... The information I'm going to talk about still relevant, still timely, but things are moving fast, folks. Real fast. It seems that a lot of countries are now starting to either declare war on Israel or they're threatening to. And that includes 
countries in North Africa, and of course, as I record this, Yemen has already declared war, and it wouldn't take very much for several other countries. Algeria, I believe, is one that is on the verge of declaring war. I think that Turkey is still in that mix. And with this House resolution that was passed by the United States Congress that is simply stating that under no circumstances are the Iranians to get a nuclear weapon, and everything's on the table as far as response. In other words, whatever it takes to keep Iran from getting a nuclear weapon is what the United States will do. And I think that spells trouble for all of us because what that is is like writing a blank check and signing your name but not filling in the amount and then giving it to someone you really don't trust. I don't think that's a very good policy and an open-ended resolution coming through Congress that's made policy, it's official United States policy now, to keep Iran from getting what I feel that they already have. Do you think that all of these years that they've been using this excuse to keep Iran from getting nuclear weapons, do you think that Iran doesn't have any nuclear weapons? Well, I think they have plenty. I think they've been really good at hiding them. They've been building all sorts of underground facilities. And the inept people we have in Washington, of course, furthered the success of the Iranians. And if you remember, Obama handed just mountains of cash to the Iranians before he exited the presidency. So the United States has helped Iran quite a bit. But don't you suppose that China and Russia haven't been secretly helping Iran? What about North Korea? They claim to have nuclear weapons. And I don't know what kind of relationship Iran has with Pakistan, but Pakistan has nuclear weapons. And it's not out of the question that Iran's had nuclear weapons for quite some time. And just like we were told that Saddam Hussein used weapons of mass destruction and had all this poison gas, that's why we went to war, they're using the same type of a tactic this time, the straw man is Iran, and they're going to get nukes. And if they get nukes, that's going to destabilize the world. I want you to think about that for a second. Isn't the world already destabilized? Isn't what NATO is doing, isn't that destabilizing the world? Giving billions of dollars and also all sorts of ammunition and arms and secret help of all types to Ukraine? Isn't that disrupting the world? And what about all of this that's happening in the Middle East? And we have all these warships in the Mediterranean and in the Persian Gulf. Isn't that destabilizing the world? I think it's ironic that the people who are destabilizing the world are saying that we have to punish another country because they're going to destabilize the world. Well, I got news for these people that are pushing that propaganda. The world is already destabilized. That's why there's millions of people worldwide prepping, and rightfully so. 
I can't come to you on a daily basis. And since I can't come to you on a daily basis, I'm going to recommend that you daily check the videos of the Canadian Prepper and listen to them, and then also go to the themostimportantnews.com with Michael Snyder. Those two sources right there every day are going to keep you pretty well informed of what's going on. I can comment and I can give my opinion and give suggestions of how we wade through this mess, but I think that we're living in such a volatile world right now that you need to have up-to-the-minute news. If you take what I say and base decisions that could affect your life on what I'm saying and my information is a day or two old, I think that you're not doing the right thing. I'm not saying don't listen to me. I'm saying you're going to have to be current. You can still take my advice or leave it, and you can hear what I say and give it the validity that you think it should have, whether it be very much or very little. But I honestly am broadcasting for only one reason, and that is to help. And what I do on a daily basis is I listen to the Canadian Prepper and read the most important news.com. And I go to other sites as well. I'm not just limited to those two. But I find that those two will keep you abreast of up-to-the-minute things that are happening. And if you don't like either one of them, well, there's others out there. Just seek them out. But the ones that I rely on are those two. And there's a couple others, but I think that those are the main two. I talked to a man today that bought some hay. And by the way, for those of you who are paying attention to my harvesting, well, today was a banner day. I finally finished baling the huge field and all the hay that I had down. I had around 160 acres down as far as hay that's mowed, and I had it all windrowed, and it took me a couple weeks to get it because I had so much breakdowns as far as just internal problems in my baler and tractor issues. And even today, as I was finishing up, I don't know how this happened, but the hitch on my tractor broke. And I've had this tractor for about 30 years, and it's always had a real strong hitch, and I don't know what happened. I wasn't doing anything at all. I was just barely moving, and all of a sudden, my baler goes, boom, and I look back, and here's my hitch on the ground. So that's the kind of time I've had getting this field done, but I finally got it done. I did tell a neighbor I would come over and mow three acres for him, and I told him not to be in any hurry. And So I'm not officially done with haying, but the bad part of harvest is done, and I'm very thankful, and thank you for your prayers and all the people who have been paying attention to that saga. I appreciate it. Now to get back to the meat of the show, it seems that we have so many things going on right now that are negative. And we need to start looking for things positive that can help steer us through the day. And so that's one thing that I want to give you is that encouragement to seek out things that are positive because not everything is always positive all the time, nor is it always negative all the time. Even though the propagandists want us to throw up our hands and give up, not everything is as it seems. As a matter of fact, we live in such a false world. Now, this last field I did was 10 acres 
of the field was an artificial hill that was put there by the state road department as they needed a place to dump extra dirt as they redid the highway. I don't know how many tons of sand, but it's a very big 10 acres, and the hill is very, very big. And it's never been harvested before, and the hill's been there for 20 years. But it's going to take, I'm going to guess, 100 or more years before it's a real hill. Because even after 20 years, it's a fake hill. The tractor sinks in. The equipment sinks in. That was part of my problem. Is that I'm out there trying to put up hay on unfirm ground. It's like quicksand, so to speak. I'm out there going along, and all of a sudden, I'm six inches or eight inches. I'm sinking into the dirt. And, of course, none of my machinery wants to work as it's sinking into the dirt. And that's been part of my problem. And so here I am on a fake artificial hill, and I look up, and what do I see? Fake clouds. Fake clouds everywhere. The people have been spraying the chemtrails just horribly the last several days. And what would have been the most beautiful clear blue sky was totally white with these ugly clouds that were, well, they're not clouds, these ugly chemtrails that were oozing down with their chemicals. It just sickening. And right now corn harvest is happening and I saw some harvest trucks go down the road as I was in the hayfield. And I thought, well, these trucks are hauling artificial corn. It's not natural corn. It's man-made, DNA-altered corn. And I started thinking, what a phony world we live in. Phony clouds, phony sky, phony hill, phony food going by. And then I never hardly ever listened to the news, but I wanted to catch a weather report, and the news came on, and I thought there's more phony, fake news on the radio. And it just dawned on me that we are wading through just such a bunch of bull. No matter where you look, it's just a lie. And you know that the Russians are lying, and you know that the Ukrainians are lying, and you know that the Israelis are lying, and you know Hamas is lying, and you know our government. Well, that speaks for itself. I mean, I think that's all they do is lie. And we live in such a purely satanic world. It's controlled by Satan, and it's so obvious, and I don't know why people can't see that. I had a gentleman buy some hay from me today, and I talked to him a little bit about what was going on, and I don't think he had a clue there was anything wrong in the world, because I mentioned prepping, and he looked at me like, what? And I said, yeah, well, the world is not a very good place, it's a lot of things happening that are not good, and then he talked about the World Series as if his team lost, and that was one of the bad things. It just floors me how people are just so just ignorant. And they say that ignorance is bliss, and I think this man was very blissful. But he was a nice guy, but there was no way to try to talk to him about anything that mattered. I think give him his ball game and his beer, and I think the world could just fall apart around him. He'd be happy as a clam. And unfortunately, we have quite a few of those. But it seems to me that we have so much going on all over the world 
that it's hard to keep abreast of what's happening. I'm going to give you my opinion of what's happening. I think that we're fighting a proxy war against Russia using Ukraine. And so I think Russia is using Hamas to stir up things in Israel. And so that opens a second front for the United States because, let's face it, we're at war with Russia. Whether you want to believe that or not, we are. At least our taxpayers' money is going towards all sorts of clandestine things that are against Russia, and we are supplying billions of dollars to kill Russians, so I think that we're involved. And I think that North Korea is going to open a front in South Korea, and I think that China is going to open a front in Taiwan. Who knows where else? But I think that as many nations are in the BRICS organization, I think that we're going to see multiple fronts of war open up. And there's no way that the United States has enough ammunition or troops or willpower or anything to fight that many fronts. Just can't do it. And I was thinking today as I was finishing bailing that I think Japan is in real trouble, as is the Philippines, because I think that North Korea would like to settle some scores with Japan for the way Koreans were treated by the Japanese soldiers in World War II. And I think that it's kind of tenuous, the South Korea-Japan friendship, I don't think is that strong. And if we go to war with China, which it looks like that illegitimate Joe is going to do his best to get us into a war with everyone, and I think that if Taiwan is invaded, do you think China is going to stop there? I think China is going to go into Japan with the pretense that Japan is poisoning the world with nuclear events as as their nuclear reactors melt down. And I think that there's been damage that's happened all over that part of Asia due to what happened in Japan. And I think that that's going to be an excuse that China is going to use. And, of course, we've been building all sorts of military bases in the Philippines and all throughout that region. And so I think that anywhere there's a U.S. military base, I think China will probably just go in and occupy it. I think we're going to see kind of a replay of World War II, only I think that the tables are going to be turned. And with the countries in northern Africa wanting to get involved against Israel, I said a couple of shows back that the Mediterranean was a bottle and it would be easy to cork it if the countries that border the Mediterranean in Africa want to plug that bottle, they can. And it seems like there's legislation being passed in lots of parliaments and lots of places where leaders meet, whether it be parliamentary or dictator or however their country is run, in their legislative bodies. They're passing all sorts of legislation to allow their president to act freely against Israel. And the way I see it is that Saudi Arabia and Jordan, possibly Egypt, are going to do their best to help Israel. And I think it's because of the United States and their influence and also the almighty dollar that they are going to side against their Muslim brothers, and they are going to allow Israel to use their airspace, but 
not allow these other countries to respond. And so before this is all over, I think the House of Saud, or the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, is going to be minus a few leaders. At least their leaders are going to be minus their heads. And I think we're going to see that government topple. I think we're going to see Jordan, the King of Jordan. I think he's on borrowed time because Yemen has declared war against Israel and Saudi Arabia is allowing the Israeli Air Force to not only cross Saudi Arabia, but also to refuel their planes over Saudi Arabia as they attack Yemen. And the rest of the Islamic world is not going to look very favorable at Jordan or Saudi Arabia because they both have denied Yemen access to their airspace. And so what you're going to have is a basically a civil war that's going to happen between Islamic countries. And I think that the ones that are friendly to the West are going to be defeated. I think that the swell that is happening with the Palestinian issue is too big to ignore this time. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I invite all of my listeners to go to my social media site, which is on VeteranBrigades.com. It's the only social media site that I trust, and you do not have to be a veteran to join. So go to VeteranBrigades.com, sign up, and look me up over there, and on that platform, I'm the Living Off-Grid Show, and I plan on doing lots of interactive things over there with you, my audience. So please go visit me at VeteranBrigades.com. Now, people have said, oh, they've been fighting for thousands of years. They'll fight for thousands more. Well, I can't disagree with that because they've been fighting for a lot of years. But something feels really different about this, and I think it's because the Western culture has been pushing fakery for two or three generations. And there's a portion of the world, and quite a large portion, that still is sane and rational. They still think boys are boys and girls are girls, and they openly worship their creator. And they, some of them are very extreme, and there's, I'm not saying that they're perfect, but I'm saying that if you're based in reality and just the basic reality of boys are boys and girls are girls, and right is right and wrong is wrong, and there's all sorts of things, and also the altering of our food with the GMO, these countries that are well-grounded, they've outlawed the genetically modified organisms. And so they're dealing in reality where the Western world is dealing in artificial intelligence and artificial clouds and artificial hills and artificial food going by in trucks as they haul it into the grain bin. There's just no way that this fake, artificial, phony Everything they built the last several generations just went downhill. I don't know if it started with Nixon. I don't know if it started before that. 
I know it's intensified through the years, but Nixon took us off the gold standard, and now our money was not real anymore. It became a fiat currency. It became funny money. Might as well be monopoly money. And so we have fake everything. Everywhere you look, I had to fix a part in a car that I have, and the car is supposedly made by the Ford Motor Company, and I open the door to replace the part. It's the electric window that allows the motor to roll the window up and down. And every part that was in that door, and it was from the factory, said, Made in Taiwan. And so even an American-made car is not truly an American-made car. It's just everywhere you look, we have just things that are just odd. And this psychological operation that they're using to befuddle you and me, and it's working at times. There are times I just shake my head and wonder, what in the world are these people thinking? Then I have to remind myself, well, they're on schedule. I've read the agendas. I've, I've read Agenda 21. I've read the 2030. I've read all of these different plans. And they're not good at all. I mean, what they want for you and me is just total slavery, basically. Either that or have us dead. I mean, one or the other. Either be a good little zombie and serve them or go six foot under and they get to save lots of money and lots of food. And I don't know if the chemtrails have been intensifying in your area, but it was the worst I've ever seen it this last week. And I've seen it really bad. But at one time, I didn't count, I probably should have, but I believe there was over a 100 planes where I could see at the same time. I've never seen so many chemtrails being formed at the same time in my life. It's like a squadron or two squadrons, or several squadrons, were up there doing their part to spray us like insects. And so we have so much going on. We just have to get our heads around it. And as I was trying to get ready to do this show, I was trying to think of topics and things that I wanted to talk about. But the elephant in the room is just too large. We're going to war, folks. With this decree that's come through our Congress that is making it policy that we are to make sure Iran does not get a nuclear weapon of any type, and it states in that document to use any means possible to achieve this goal, well, you know that the handwriting's on the wall. That's basically a declaration of war. And so what we have is a bunch of delusional people that are sitting in power in Washington, and Lindsey Graham is one of the worst. All these people want to do is kill and I think that that is very indicative of the way the United States has been over the last several decades. Seems like we have to be in a perpetual state of war. And I really do feel sorry for the people who are serving right now. Because I've come to the conclusion that nothing that's happening should be. The economy should be humming along. There should be no wars. Ukraine should have followed their agreement that they vowed to do as they signed the Minsk agreement. 
and it seems that the whole Russia-Ukraine thing did, did not need to happen. And of course, the Israel-Hamas, that's been festering for a long time, but it seems that you have to follow the money. And I caught wind, and I'm not privy to this, so this isn't for sure true, but it sure is a rumor that's out there really strong, is that Egypt plans on building another Suez Canal that's even bigger, that's going to give them two canals because they make billions of dollars every year from the ships as they pass through. And where does this other canal, where does it empty out into the Mediterranean? Well, right there in the Gaza Strip. And so there's lots of speculation. They have to get rid of all these people that live there so they can bulldoze it and make it a port. And who knows if that's true or not, but it just wouldn't surprise me. People don't care about people anymore. They just don't care. Everything's just a statistic. You know, as long as I have my football game and my beer, I'm fine. I don't care what happens to you or anyone else. That seems to be the prevalent attitude that people have, and it's wrong. And I hope I wake some people up to the fact that we're all humans, and we all have our families, we all have our dreams and our goals and our hopes. And not that I'm trying to push sunshine and lollipops because I live in the real world, but just because we're not sunshine pushers doesn't mean we have to push destruction. You know, there is the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated, and I think that if everyone worldwide would just do that, I think that that would solve a lot of problems. But again, we live in the real world, and that doesn't happen in the real world. That just happens in the world that people try to make happen, which will happen when Jesus comes and establishes a kingdom here on earth. And so we have a whole lot of things happening right now. I think you need to stay vigilant. And we need to understand that there's things at play here in the spiritual realm that we can't even hardly fathom. But know that God is still in charge. And no matter how bad things are looking, our Heavenly Father has a plan for everything, a plan for all these situations and for you and for me. And so we just have to trust in Him because he's the creator of all things, and he created you and created me for a purpose to be here at this time. And so, really, it's just up to us to be obedient and listen. I've been saying that for several weeks now, but I can't stress it enough that when things really hit the fan, you may not be able to rely on your neighbors or your immediate family or anybody. There might not be one person living on this earth that can help you. And so you have to go where the true power is, and that's with your Heavenly Father. And so that's why I say almost every show, the last several anyway, that you need to really establish a strong relationship and focus a lot of attention there. You know, I listened to a guy talking on a call-in show, and he was talking about protecting your family and having guns. And I agree with that. I think we need to protect our families, and I think we need to have firearms to do so. 
But he went on and said, I think all these people that are pushing religion and pushing God are wrong. He says, that's not going to help save your family. And you need to basically reject all of the, your teachings that you've learned about God and his plan and so forth, and you need to just arm up and get ready to shoot. And while I understand what he was trying to say, I wish I could have been there to ask the man, okay, so you save your family because you had all your protection and you decided not to listen to anyone that was a Christian or anyone that was pushing what you thought was, you know, just a horrible religion type of a thing down their throat. You might have saved your family for the moment, but what have you done for them eternally? And I think that we need to look at all sides here. I understand protecting your family, but to protect your family while at the same time saying, don't listen to these people out there pushing Jesus, don't listen to them at all, I think you're doing your family a horrible disservice. You know, you might save the day, but you're going to actually keep life away from your family by doing that. And so there's an awful lot of people giving, I think, very bad advice. And at times, I might be one of them. I try not to. I do my best to give you advice that I would use. I'm not selling anything, and I'm not pushing an agenda, except the agenda that we need to be self-sufficient, and we need to know where our power comes from. We need to be obedient to our Heavenly Father. I do have that agenda, but as far as anything personal, no. I have no agenda whatsoever. And before I go on break, I would ask that you consider donating to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show to keep it on the air. I would truly appreciate having some more partners. Money's tight right now. I do understand that. And donations are down. That's why I'm asking those who listen. And I know I have an awful lot of subscribers now on the podcasts. And I don't really hear too much from the podcast people. I do get my statistics, and I know that I have quite a few listeners. So I would ask the podcast listeners, kick in a dollar or two. I would really appreciate that, because it does cost me money to put this show on the air. And as money is tight, I have to say that a rising tide lifts all boats, and a burden shared is a burden that's halved or lessened anyway. And so I would appreciate you helping me share that burden. I take checks, money orders, and cash. You would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, zip code 69143. I really need to know who's listening and where you're listening from whether it's by shortwave or podcast or on AM or FM radio. Even if you just pop me an email and say hi, I would appreciate it. And as always, I invite listeners, give me some suggestions of topics that they'd like to hear me cover. I would really appreciate that. Once again, my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. Please visit the website, and the website is offgridliving.faith. And also, you can find links to even more information.
every one of my shows is uploaded on the website. America, bullied by the Edison Military Band. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. Welcome to the second half of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. This is Jim Calhoun, and I really do appreciate you being with me today. Well, I've been receiving quite a few letters from people and also emails, and it seems that I have listeners who are really creative, listeners that know how to do all sorts of things to generate power and to grow gardens and just really to thrive. And I just got an email today from a listener, and he was talking about all sorts of ways to create power. And I kind of read through that email, but I need to go through it in detail because he has some really great ideas on how to power radios and things to where the batteries will last longer. And I need to really get through that and share this letter with you. And I hope to do that next episode. And I want to mention that the fundraiser that I've had for the fire relief is going to be ending very soon. I haven't got a hold of the Geese's here for the longest time. Just because I've been so busy, I need to give them an email. I do want to tell you how much we've raised. It's $790. And I really do appreciate everyone who has donated. And I'd like to get that check out to the Geese's, but I'd like it to be a little bit more. That's what I've been holding out for. For some reason, I'm thinking that we need to have $1,000 or more. And if we don't get that much, well, I really appreciate those who did donate. Thank you so much. But I would ask one more time. It wouldn't take that much to get this over $1,000, and I would really like to do that for the Geese's. And I need to get that check in the mail to them very soon and so I'm going to be cutting off this this is going to be the last show I'm going to mention but I'm going to go about two weeks maybe three because the podcast listeners may download this a week or two later than when I put it up so I'm going to give them a chance to send in a donation and I would really appreciate that and all money will go to the fire relief fund for the geeseys as they lost their bug out location which was their residence and they lost family pets, and they lost everything. And the least we can do is to help them recover. And so I would appreciate you sending in a donation for them as well. 
and make sure the donation is marked that you have it for the Geese's or for the fire fund. I would appreciate that. And I want to thank everyone who has been writing. I really do appreciate all of the letters. And I haven't mentioned this, and it's probably been about a month now, but I got to tell that crazy conspiracy theorist sister that's out in the woods to be very careful with hatchets. She sent an account of a very sharp hatchet and a very lucky escape she had from having a serious injury. So be careful out there. Well, it's time for everyone to start heating their house with whatever they heat with. And of course, I heat with wood. And I have to admit, I've been talking about prepping and I've been talking about being prepared. And I've been so busy in the hayfield, I have not spent one hour gathering firewood. And we're already seeing temperatures down in the teens. And so my house is getting kind of chilly. I need to get with the program and get some firewood. And I think that this year is going to be a very cold winter. And so if you do heat with wood, get an ample supply. Matter of fact, I think no matter what you heat with, whether it be propane or natural gas, wood, kerosene, however you heat your house, I think you need to try to lock in if you can buy in advance, if you can lock in a price. I think you need to do that. If you can, get an extra propane bottle, and I'm talking about a 500-gallon or minimum 250-gallon, anything larger than that. If you can get a second tank, it might be well worth it. And if you have the ability to store gas or diesel, and remember, you can't store this new gasoline very long before it goes bad, and so you have to add some stabilizer to it. So make sure that you store your fuel right. But right now, fuel is down. I don't see it staying down for very much longer. But I think fuel is going to take a very big rise in price. As soon as Saudi Arabia gets into this war with Israel, I think they're already entering the war on the side of Israel. I think that that's a big mistake. Not that I want to see Saudi Arabia go to war with Israel. I just think they're making a historical blunder. You don't side against the enemy of your people. You just don't do that. Especially when you have the mindset that a lot of the Muslims have, and that's almost as stubborn and grudge-holding as the Scottish, which I happen to be Scottish, so I know all about holding grudges. And I know the Muslims are the same way, and they're not going to forget the royal family of Saudi Arabia turning its back on their fellow brothers. They're not going to forget it. But as soon as Saudi Arabia and the UAE and Qatar and all these other countries that produce oil, as soon as they get into this fight, which they're going to be pulled in, well, you're going to start seeing embargoes. And let's not forget the Mediterranean can be closed off. And all it would take is a blockade of that small opening where the Mediterranean meets the Atlantic. That's all it's going to take. And then the prices at the pump are going to go just wild. And so I think you need to store up all sorts of fuel. I know I've been doing little things, but I haven't been doing the big things for about four months. I've just been tunnel-visioned. I've had two things on my mind. 
get my hay up and get the radio shows out. And so almost everything else has been kind of suffering. And so I do practice what I preach, but I'm not very timely right now. And I listened to the Canadian prepper, and he said, now is the time to prep like mad. You really need to get with the program, and you need to get it done. And I have to agree with him. I think that the time for prepping is over. I said that last week. I really do think that have this little grace period, and that's all we have is just this little time the last quiet before the storm. And with the leadership or lack of that we have in Washington, I have to ask you a question. Do you think they're competent? Do you think Joe Biden is competent? I don't. Do you think our Congress, do you think they're intelligent? Or do you think they're all just bent on their ideology? Do you think they care about you and me? Or do you think they just care about enriching themselves and their families? You see, I'm very cynical. I don't think that they have the best interest of us at all. Not one bit. And so they could pass all sorts of decrees and legislations, and the illegitimate Joe Biden administration can come up with all sorts of executive orders that are detrimental to you and me. And with a stroke of a pen, they can just keep cutting us off at the pass. And so I really don't think we're going to get any help whatsoever. Again, that's why I stress the kingdom of God as being where you should focus. But when it comes to being prepared or not being prepared, I know there's people that say, well, you know, they won't let the people starve. The food banks are going to stay open. No, they're not. They're not going to stay open. How do I know that? Just the modern way of doing things, the way that people are looting and rioting, Do you think that the food pantries aren't going to get looted and people are going to go in and strong arm and steal all the food? You don't think that's not going to happen? Well, if you think that wouldn't happen, well, then I've got some oceanfront property here in Nebraska to sell you. Because we have a different breed of cat on this planet right now. And if you've been paying attention to the deterioration of our society and especially our schools, And you're always wondering, why are they dumbing down our students? How come the test scores keep getting worse and they keep graduating kids that can't even spell their own name? Why is this happening? You might say, well, it's just generational. No, it's not. It was done on purpose. And it was done because the powers that be, they play the long game really good. And once they have an agenda, they stick with it, even if they don't think they're going to live long enough to see it, at least they'll be there to do their part. And the average person doesn't think that way. But our adversary does. And so they've been softening up our population for a couple of generations. And they've got the young men that I just don't see a lot of masculinity in our young men. Every once in a while, I'll meet one or two young men that give me some hope. But then all I have to do is just drive in to get gas or do something, you know, come into town and look at these guys that are teenagers or in their 20s that are either clerking in the stores or they're walking down the street or what have you. And a lot of them dress like trans and I don't know, they look confused. And it seems like they're either really skinny and just nothing but skin and bones or else they're obese. 
I don't see very many young men that are really fit and ready for action, so to speak. And so I think all of this was done on purpose. I think they dumbed down our people. I think that they made us a very obese nation by what they've been putting in the food. And speaking of, you know, just being just kind of off the wall here, but do you realize that the growth hormones that they've been putting in, like chicken and beef and things like that, you wonder why children reach puberty faster. Well, they're eating growth hormones. You wonder why there's so much autism. Well, it's because of the vaccines and also the growth hormones. And you see all these people that are supersized. They're large, large people. I could be mean and just call them fat, but I'm going to call them large. A lot of it isn't their fault. A lot of it is what they're eating has so many growth hormones in it and so many things that will put weight on you. And so we have to really watch what is in our food. I know that there are claims, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard them, that a lot of the fast food restaurants put chemicals in their food that addict you to their food. I'm not sure if that's true, but it wouldn't surprise me. You see how this show is going all over the map? I'm trying to hold it in, but there's just so much to talk about. There's just so many things happening. And when you become wide awake, you start seeing things. And as you see these things, you have to deal with them. And I mull them over in my head, and I think about them, and sometimes I think too much. But then I realize just how out of kilter everything is. And here I am trying to help people become self-sufficient and trying to help them go off grid and do things that would be a little bit more natural, so to speak. And it's hard to do that when everything is just so phony and fake and there's so many avenues that our adversaries are using. They're using our children, they're using the school systems are using the food supply, they're using the media, they're using the government. The justice system in this country is totally out of control, and our judicial system has been weaponized against people that they don't politically care for. And any time the news media talks about someone that's conservative, they say, the right-wing extremist. You never hear them say, the left-wing Joe Biden. You never see that. You never hear it at all. Everything is so planted, it's so obvious. And once you understand how obvious it is, you just can't help but notice it. And it's sickening because this world could be such a nice place. It really could. People could be getting along better. People could have more money. There could be just less friction all across the world if all of this BS would just stop. But there's an awful lot of people making a lot of money off of keeping us off balance. And so they're going to continue to do so. I do want to mention one thing about off-grid because this is something I've been wanting to mention for the last couple of weeks, but just this world situation has kept me from going this direction. But I think that at minimum, you need to have one vehicle that has a very high-powered alternator, something that's 60 amps or more. I think you need to have one alternator that can charge your battery really fast. 
And that way you can keep batteries charged with that vehicle, whether it be a farm tractor or a truck or a car, what have you. If you can find the highest amperage that you can possibly find that will install into your vehicle, and I use the General Motors one-wire alternators on almost everything. And generally, you can get them from like 30 to 60 amp are really common, 40 amp, 45 amp. But if you can get 80 amps or 75 amps or even 110, if you can get a large amount of amps, that will charge batteries very fast. And if we are going to have to survive an EMP attack, and you do have your car protected to where it's not going to be fried, which is another story in itself. But if you have the ability to spin a high amperage alternator, then you can keep multiple batteries charged with very little fuel. If you have a 40 amp alternator, it's going to take twice as long to charge or even more because there's mathematical laws that apply that it doesn't just double. It's I don't know the mathematic part of it, but I do know that when they're figuring out charging rates, that if you have an 80 amp over a 40 amp, it doesn't charge it twice as fast, but it charges it way more than twice as fast. I don't know how that works, but all I know is that the higher amperage you have, the less fuel you're going to use to charge your batteries. So make sure you have at least one vehicle that's outfitted with this high amperage alternator. And I am going to touch on this email that I'm going to base part of a show on. He did mention that years ago he made a bicycle, I don't know if it was stationary or not, I imagine it was, where he pedal-powered a alternator to create power. And I've seen that online where people have built different, they look like exercise bikes, but they're connected to an alternator. And of course, the higher the amperage, the more resistance you're going to get. And so if you use a high amperage alternator, it's going to be harder to pedal, and so you're going to have to get some leverage. I don't know if you're going to have to add a flywheel or what it's going to take for you to get the inertia to keep that alternator spinning long enough to charge a battery. But you could do almost anything with gearing, and I need to do a whole program on that. But that might be the only way we're going to power some of our appliances and things is with an inverter and a 12-volt battery that we keep charged by pedaling. I know that sounds very third world, but guess what? That's where we're at, folks. That's where we're headed. Well, I hope this program has been informative, and I hope that you got something from the show today. I always appreciate you lending me your ear and giving me your time. I do appreciate it. I would ask that you consider donating to this program because it's your donations that keep this program on the air. And it's easy to donate. All you have to do is send in a check, money order, or cash. You'd write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. And before I go, I want to mention one more time about prepping. I think things are about to really hit the fan. 
And even if it doesn't come to North America, even if we don't see fighting here, which I really do think we're going to see that, we're still going to feel the effects of food rationing and all sorts of things. And since our military has not met their recruitment quotas for quite some time, you have to know a draft is in the works. You might say, well, I haven't heard anything about a draft. Well, that's just the point. You will never hear about a draft until they instigate it with the stroke of a pen. That's all illegitimate Joe would have to do is sign an executive order reinstating the draft, and guess what? There it is. And so don't discount that. And when that happens, we're going to see disruptions like you've never seen in this country. There's, like, like I said earlier, our country is inhabited by a different breed of cat right now. And they're not going to be the patriotic type selfless people that won World War II. That just, they're just not that generation. And anyone that thinks that we're going to use our industrial might to win the war, I got to ask, what industrial might? When you go to the big box stores, what? Are, where is the country of origin on almost everything? And now there's people that are calling for boycotting China. What would happen to the big box stores if they could not buy anything from China? Well, of course, they'd have to go out of business and I think these big box stores, I think they're part of the government. I think they're an oligarchy, and I don't think we're ever going to stop trading with China. As a matter of fact, there's still Russian natural gas that goes through pipelines through Ukraine. You'd think, well, how could that happen with all the problems they've been having? Well, money does talk, and there are people paying enough money to keep those pipelines open. It's not really common knowledge that these pipelines are open, but they are. And so even if the United States and China are having a problem, if China can still make money off of us, and if we're still willing to buy their products, well, I think they'll sell them to us. Because I think at the top, where the quote-unquote elites are, I think this is all a game to them. I really do. And you and me, we're just pawns. And we're not supposed to know anything or do anything. We're not supposed to resist. We're just supposed to comply. And that's all we're supposed to do. Well, again, thanks for listening, everyone. And until next time, everyone be safe, be strong, be prepared, and never, ever forget. Replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.